Welcome back to another episode of Jordan T Talks. If you're new here, I share this is a channel where I share my my journey into wellness and insights for practicing mental and emotional mastery. Now, mastery is not perfection. It's the continued refinement of a way of being forever into the future. So today I wanted to talk about the difference between meditation and yoga, and if there even is one. But uh, before I get into any of that, I would actually like to kind of bring it back into what the meaning of yoga and and meditation even is, and, and why you would do either one of them, um, and how it relates to your wellness. So uh, pretty much first things first, your wellness journey is a journey of exploration. It's it's a way for you to look into who you are and not compare it to anybody else or to say this is right and this is wrong. In fact, it's quite the opposite. A wellness journey is going into who you are right now as a whole and all of the parts that are within you from the beginning and the parts that have been added along your journey and how they all commingle into your your identity that you carry with you every day um, today. So, so really a wellness journey is it's looking into what your emotional and mental states are throughout your day-to-day life and doing your best to, you know, make sure that that's on the right track to, um, to, to live, to, to live a good life, um, a well life, living well, wellness journey. It's, it's, a it's a transformation of this old way of being that we, most of us were raised to be in a society with rules and limitations and finite and scarcity and um, all of these things that they tend to limit the potential of the human being. The, the human potential is, is beyond belief in unlimited um, ability <laughs> that um, for the most part is, is, is masked underneath so many layers of um, false identity and false narratives and um, sort of generated ideas of who we are and who we're supposed to be. So anyways, the wellness journey is is going into who you are to find the truth and to shed all of the things that aren't really you but have been added onto you. So that's basically what yoga is and what meditation is at its core is it's it's like a self-study practice it's a it's a way to train your being on a level of mind body and spirit simultaneously as a system in order to um, better improve your wellness through day-to-day life so i think that's uh, pretty clear into what we're talking about here and why it's beneficial to you and and for me, this was huge for me when I, um, when I first, before I had my spiritual awakening, I was, I was very stressed out. I was nervous all the time. I was, uh, 
very closed off to people and relationships and not all of them. I, I did have very close friendships and relationships, but even within that, I kind of secretly inside didn't fully trust people, but I would definitely, I was definitely had friends and family and people that I love, but I, I struggled to fully, fully open up to them. So it wasn't until my spiritual awakening that I started to, you know, really look into who I am and who, who all of these, um, where all of these traits came from and, you know, why am I so negative to myself? Why do I talk down to myself so much? Why, why do I hold myself back in certain areas of my life? And, you know, what are these patterns that keep repeating throughout, throughout my life? And, um, why is that? How do I make change? You know, and I started to see people doing this work and making these changes and talking about transformation and talking about spirituality. And, and I had become atheist myself, um, which in itself, it kind of is a, it's a, just another form of religion in a way, because it's impossible, of course, to prove that there isn't God. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with any belief system, regardless of where you're at with that. So that's why in a way yoga it's not so much about spirituality, it's about wellness and it's about self-discovery versus um, living a certain way to fit into rules and to fit into dogmas and to conform to like a, a religious community or, or that sort of thing. So that's not what yoga is. It does have community attached to it, but not in the sense of conforming. It's, it's more about here's some universal practices that have been around for thousands of years. Give them a try if you're, if you're interested to do that. And then as you do, you start to prove to yourself what they mean and what, what the power is in those practices. Nobody, nobody can make you believe that it, it has its own way of showing you the truth. So in a kind of a true scientific way of study and analysis, when you observe these fundamental practices through your own trial and error, you can really start to see the power in them. And like I said, nobody can convince you of that other than to try it yourself. But to deny that it's even possible is completely robbing yourself of a potential that could completely change your life for the better. But even that is your choice, and it's not my place to tell you what's right or wrong. So um, with that being said, let's dive into a little bit deeper into what the difference between yoga and meditation is. The truth of it is, is that uh, meditation is actually one of the eight limbs of yoga. So like I said before, yoga is a system, and it's a system composed of eight different limbs. Now these limbs were um, first written about Actually, I don't know the very first writings, but I do know that um, Pantajali, I hope I'm saying that right. I really apologize if I'm not. Um, but he wrote the, the uh, Yoga Sutras, um, which is a book about not only the eight limbs, but how, how to walk this path, how to walk this system and all the different stages that it unfolds. 
because there's eight limbs, but they unfold in so many different unique ways and, and intricate ways. Um, it's a four-hour audiobook, so it's, it's hard to uh, talk about in a short podcast here. But I will, I will say what the eight limbs are, because that's, that's the most important part of the practice. And um, there's, there's absolutely deeper ways to dive into this. I think, I can't remember how many sutras there are. I believe there's in the hundreds um, in that Yoga Sutra book. But um, that's an ancient text, and it's, and it's, it's been shared throughout time and practiced by people all over the world and what the system does is it helps you to not only observe your beliefs observe your habits observe who you are but it allows you to intentionally transform that and change that into what feels more aligned and what feels lighter and and um, more loving and more um, wholesome versus um what has been heavy and restrictive and um, contracting. So that's all it is, is it's kind of like this way to work with reality um, as a mirror in order to see these parts of you and to, to feel what that feels like in your body and to observe the thoughts that are created and to feel, all, like I said, feel the emotions. But there's definitely this this feeling, this this sense of awareness that's beyond the five senses. And tapping into the, the eight limbs of yoga allows you to sort of explore that like a map, like a journey that you go on and um, expand your consciousness into deeper layers and deeper states um, and, and raise your awareness to these energies and to this really other reality of existence in a, in a way. Um, but like I say, the only way to experience that is to, to walk down this path, which I've been doing for, I would say six years now. And, you know, it, it's eight simple limbs, but the meaning continues to evolve and expand to me every day that I study this stuff. And I've been a, a daily practicer of of the yogic system for like I said for for six years and and um uh, two two years ago now I added Reiki to that to that um to my modality list and that that added a whole nother layer to it as well so um they actually work very well together it's almost like one was missing the other but together they make a whole <laughs> So it's kind of neat that way, but I won't get into too much Reiki stuff today. Um, I'll save that for other episodes. So sticking back to yoga and meditation. Okay, so like I said, the eight limbs of yoga, uh, the first limb, the first two limbs are about your beliefs and behaviors. So they they kind of have this way of like, you know, look at, looking at your core values and your core behaviors that you conduct yourself with and um, monitoring that and, and um, you know, seeing how that feels to do those things and then seeing how it feels to change those things and seeing how that changes the reflection in the world around you and changes the way, not only the way that you show up, but the way that reality is reflected back to you. So we're kind of always projecting ourselves onto reality and then that's reflected back to us and the people around us through 
through like triggering and through um, things that we see. So if you're not aware of that, you'll just go about your day um, being emotionally triggered and having thoughts dictate your life in a way that it's not really you because a lot of the patterns are so ingrained into you from a long time ago that you're really just like if you're completely on this autopilot mode um, you could be doing things that you haven't made a real new choice in a long time because you chose to do this a long time ago and you're just repeating it every day and every day in the same way and it's almost just like playing the same old movie tape so yoga is a way to kind of break those patterns and break those cycles and expand into a a true authentic being that can create new from moment to moment easily but like i said there's so many um, restrictions and conditions and and ideas placed on us that it's hard to do this without feeling like we're violating law or violating social constructs or we're we're doing something wrong you know there's so many there's so many beliefs within our culture that that prevent us from being who we really are when when actually if we just simplify it down into these basic elements really there's five basic elements that we can simplify this to and that allows us to just express ourselves naturally and wholly and consciously and feel the connection that we all share versus trying so hard to show up in the world a certain way and be approved and be accepted by others and so there's kind of these two you know there's the western way of thinking and then the eastern way that's more traditional and this way was very prevalent thousands and thousands of years ago and this way of being was sort of taken over and destroyed <laughs> by um, government and colonial expansion and various things. So um, back to the eight limbs. So the, you got your behaviors, you got your, your belief systems, and meditation is a tool that you can use to go within and change these beliefs and change these patterns and these these behaviors so the yogic the yoga is a system and meditation is one of the steps within that system so that step actually isn't until um what number that would be so we got so the beliefs is it's called yamas and then the behaviors thing is called niyamas so those are kind of like things that we restrain ourselves to and new ways of being and then we start getting into the practices. So traditionally, yoga, what people think of as yoga, going into the class, that's that's asana, which is to say posture and body shape, like forming, moving your body. And this is a very important step of yoga because meditation can bring up old emotions and bring up old thoughts and bring up these things buried deep within us. And the movement side of yoga helps us to process this energy and move through it and let it let it be released from our body. So kind of these beliefs and patterns are stored energetically. They're stored in our brain, but they, they have this pattern to them that is energy. And once we find that, this energy moves around in our body as emotion, right? Now, emotion 
that we feel in our body is a biochemical signal sent down from our limbic brain into our like adrenal glands or different hormones or whatever, wherever the, it happens to be released. But chemically, we feel emotion, but emotion is also energy. And this energy moves through our body and it can get stuck. So if we're not moving around as one of the limbs of yoga asana, um, it, it can get, like I said, get stuck or get trapped. So, and doesn't feel as good. So the asana step in, in yoga is a way to break these patterns physically and move through them physically. So with the movement comes also breath. That's, that's called pranayama and posture and breath are two really important steps to, to leading up to meditation. Because if you're just doing a, a meditation, a still meditation, asana is still involved because you're still, you're stacking your spine um, vertebrae on vertebrae, you're finding balance with the earth, finding balance with gravity. Um, you're connecting to the energy of the earth through this um, sensation physically of the gravity and then energetically with awareness. So so we got our, our posture, we got our breath, and then pratyahara is where you turn inward. And now this is inward in the sense of sort of tuning out the five senses that we have, the five physical senses, and becoming aware of inner sense, becoming aware of inner, um, not just emotional feelings, but kind of like the tingle in your body, the, the awareness of energy in your body, the kind of like that static feeling, as if, as if you had a limb severed and you felt that phantom limb. You know, when your eyes are closed, you know your hand is there, as Eckhart would say, you know, Eckhart Tolle, um, very famous meditation presence teacher, he says, you know, when you close your eyes, how do you know your hand is still there? Because you can, and without moving it, you can feel your hand. So turning inward to this inner sensation and specifically like at the center of your heart or within your body, you're able to, to feel this energy within. Now, when you concentrate on that, that's another limb as well. Um, the, the concentration is sort of a form of meditation. It's the first layer of it. So you're choosing to focus on one topic, whether that be self-love or changing a certain belief or feeling a certain way or, or whatever your intention happens to be. Uh, when you concentrate on that, eventually, if you, if you let the breath and the body and the, the awareness inward, and this concentration on that topic, um, you let that sort of commingle together, that's when you enter meditation. It's like another layer where you become the observer of this process. You're observing how it feels in your body. You're observing the thoughts that come up, but you're not attaching to them. You're not identifying with them. You're, you're separate from this process but you're observing it and you're also a part of it now now meditation done in this way is one step away from the the very last limb of yoga which is called samadhi now with samadhi your awareness becomes so connected with that object of focus that you actually merge with it in a in a way where you're connected 
completely with that and everything around you. So it's almost like there's no difference between you and the object you're focusing on in that moment. Now, that might sound a little esoteric and woo-woo, but it's, it's really hard to put into words beyond actually exploring this for yourself. So I, with all that being said, um, there is so much study that can go into this. Like I said, I've been doing this six years. So that's all for today. I hope, I hope this episode finds you well. And um, thank you so much for being with me here today. And I look forward to the next one. Bye for now.